Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 381. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Today's episode is with Lavage, and we want to thank Alicia for coming in and having a conversation with us. We were very excited to have this agency come in and tell us about their story and having one of their principals come in and give us a little bit of insight on what makes them so special. So today's episode is for all of you creatives who are looking for a little bit more help in your management and advertising and uh, much, much more. So uh, sit down and enjoy this episode. And we're going to get into a little bit of business side. You can hear every episode of our podcast at FightingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to sit down and enjoy our episodes, but also connect with us through social media. That is all under Finding Arizona Podcast. And if you want to go over to YouTube, we also have some content available over there under our vlog. And every episode now is available as well under YouTube at Finding Arizona Podcast. If you want to send us a direct line, that means you want to connect with us through email. That's FindingArizonaPodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you guys. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing, what we could do a little bit better. Let us know who you want in next. We'll try and make that happen. All in all, we love connecting with every fan who listens to us, who wants to be a part of the episode, any and everyone. Please, we love connecting with you guys. It helps us make us better and it helps us get into our community a little bit more and more and more because that's what we're about. So that being said, I'm going to give you a little bit of updating on what's been going on with us. Little guy is growing up so fast. We are actually just past uh, Halloween and he was so ecstatic. He's now understanding that if you say happy Halloween or trick-or-treat you'll get something in return from the neighbors and that is just uh that's a fun thing to watch as a little one gets a little bit older he's just going to enjoy that more and more and for those of you parents who are like oh man he's got so much candy because he went all by himself down up and down the neighborhood we actually did uh what is it called the switch witch and we exchanged all of his candy for um more of a toy that he might be more more inclined to enjoy a little bit more rather than you know filling himself up with candy and getting that sugar rush so that was just a lot of fun to be a part of that as well because it's just one of those things that I enjoy instead of doing uh, the normal things we're trying some new uh, things that will help our family grow and get a little bit more of the established uh, what is it called like it's just more of different things rather than the, the norm. We're trying out new ideas and I think this one was a really fun one to do as a parent. A uh, little guy also got to meet uh, police officers in a meet and greet with police officer over at Leo and Luca, who's been previous episode. Uh, I would highly suggest you guys check that out because that was an in-person one and you get to see what Leo and Luca is in its uh, indoor playground for five and unders. And it was just really great to have an opportunity for him to meet a police officer in a different lighting in a different setting. And it was really fun for him to see the lights uh, flip on and, and him just being able to get into the car and enjoy meeting an officer of the law that way. So thank you, Phoenix Police, uh, and also to uh, 
um, Leo and Luca for making that event happen. There's a lot more coming down the road. I want to shout out Bird Call, which is a Colorado-based chicken company who actually had one of their openings over in Gilbert Santan. And Brittany went out to go with a little man out there and enjoy that opening. And they got some cool um, event stuff going on over there that they were able to bring home for me. And it's really great to be able to be a part of this community and go to these different events. There's a lot of events going on because of the cooler weather. So I encourage you guys, if you have something that you're interested in, look it up, try and find the event that will be happening because I know that's going to be happening. Uh, there's a lot of things like holiday festivals. Um, I know off the top of my head, there might be a couple of Thanksgiving stuff uh, that you might be interested in taking your family to. That being said, I hope that those events will seek us out and ask us to come aboard. I think uh, one of the ones that we're really excited to go be a part of is Phoenix Flea. That happens every year. Some of the best of Phoenix uh, local entrepreneurs and brands and just all overall clothing and, and different aspects of business will be there. So I encourage you guys to go check that out as well. There's so much going on. That being said, we're going to just jump right into this episode because we want to share more, but we hope that that you guys stay in contact with us through our newsletter. That's what you'll find most of those events going on that we're going to be a part of. Uh, so today we are focusing on Lavage and uh, 381 this episode, and we will go right into it. We, as always, kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. We will see you next time. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. And as always, we bring in a special guest every week. Today is no different, ladies and gentlemen. As the Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer, uh, I want to introduce Alicia Wattis. And an she is part of... Oh, man, I'm going to get it. Lavage. No, it's not it. La. Lavage. La <laughs> Lavage. Yeah. Yes, Lavage. We just had a conversation before this and we were just talking about how pronunciation is so key to this. So I have already stepped in it, but I want to just say that this agency, it's an ad agency specializing in discovering and communicating insights which uh, engage, motivate, and inspire from building brand awareness to per, uh, for driving revenue or and from positioning thought leaders to enhancing perception. It is why they do what they do. Please welcome Alicia. Thank you. Thank you. It's so super to be on your show today, Jose. Thank you for just taking some time out of your day. And there's a lot that we can discuss because I have a little bit of your history here. And I also have done my research on your on the business side. So I'm going to ask you the question that we've always asked everyone in this uh, in our first very like from day one to now, we've always asked this. Can you give us a little bit of your origin story? I know that this business may not be yours or may not be something that you've actually planned yourself to be a part of or, you know, um, in your journey throughout working as an employee. But I'd love to understand how your journey has led here. So please walk us through that. Okay, I'll do that. And of course, any questions along the way, just interrupt, inter interrupt me. There we go. <laughs> no problem. Um, <laughs> I guess we're both having uh, new mouth 
problems here today. So. Yes. And so I will uh, help us and we will both be going through it together. Sounds good. So really, my journey into advertising is is pretty straightforward. Uh, other than I will tell you that early on, before I even went to college, I thought I might either want to be an astronaut or an FBI agent. Oh. But at the time I was in high school, believe it or not, those uh, jobs, careers were not for women. Women oh. were not allowed. So I began to set my sights on other things in my college career. Now, about that time, FBI did start to accept female agents. In fact, they've been around for 50 years now. And also, um, later on, the NASA program accepted women. That said, uh, I stumbled into kind of a communication interest, uh, actually started thinking I wanted to become involved in politics. I am so glad now that I did not go that path, uh, but I found political speech writing because I do love to write. I love the language. And I thought that might be an option. Well, the more I explored, I began to take advertising and marketing classes that led to a couple of internships during my college career with an ad agency. And that then propelled me into getting my first full-time media buying job. And a media buyer is someone who plans places and buys the media where all those great commercials are aired. And so that was where I began in Denver, Colorado for an agency there. And I quickly grew into being the media director for that agency. And then through a series of life events, moved to Phoenix, Arizona in 1981. And I connected with another young woman. I was still in my early 20s at this point. And we started our own ad agency and grew it really from the two of us to um, over 40 employees by the time I literally took my name off the wall. And uh, then I did consulting for a number of years for other ad agencies, helping them whether they needed to train their account service team or Mm -hmm. how to write better press releases, whatever it might be, because during my tenure as both media buyer and running an ad agency and being kind of jack of all trades in the marketing industry, there's a lot of things I had learned. So I was Mm -hmm. happy and eager to share that with other business owners. Then one day, this uh, executive recruiter called me and said, hey, we've got this opening at this company called Lavage. No, excuse me. They didn't tell me who it was at first. We've got this (laughs) opening for a director of position. (laughs) See, I I wanted to say that name so much, but... um, they, they said, would you be interested in this director of PR position? And I said, well, I won't uh, go talk to them unless you tell me who it is. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, it's confidential. Well, then I may not go unless you tell me who it is, because I'm pretty happy doing what I'm doing. So I need to know. Well, they said the name, Lavage. And I said, you know what? I've only heard great things about those folks. Aww. I admire and respect Bill Lavage. So yeah, I'll sit down and have a conversation with him. That's awesome. Well, that led to me joining as director of public relations. And as they say, one thing after the other, um, not too long after that, Bill asked me to step into the chief operating officer role and have purview over the entire agency. And so I've been doing at Lavage since uh, 2004, so 20 years coming up here very soon, and have loved absolutely every minute of it. Uh, It seems like it. I mean, just from the eclectic background of just where you where you started and where you're coming from, um, that's just wonderful to hear that it's been such a such a long lasting relationship between you and Bill, especially as well. there's so many routes that I want to go down and just kind of ask you about, we'll pick apart some of the early stuff and just kind of help me understand, you know, what was it about 
first off, like what was it about the agency and kind of uh, the, you know, joining, wanting to be a part of like FBI and astronaut and what are like, was it just from like being a little kid and seeing certain aspects of the job that you were like interested in wanting to be a part of it? Well, I think it's actually deeper than that. And now that I've got a few wrinkles on my face, which means the wisdom, right? Yes. I've I've thought about this a lot. And I believe it's because for whatever reason, I have a deep rooted belief to help and serve others. Yes. And so whether it's an FBI agent or marketing and advertising, I am privileged to do what I do and also my volunteer work to help and serve others. And some of this, I'm sure, Jose, comes from my familial background where uh, we have a lot of military and other kinds of service, you know, uh, first responders, firefighters and so forth in our family. And so in a sense, my family was built to serve. I've raised my children to also be of service to others. So I have three adult children. Um, Both of my adult sons uh, served in the army. And my daughter, who is a physician here in the Valley, she chose not to go into the military to do her medical profession. However, she has worked for the Veterans Administration Hospital. And that's how she chose uh, for a period of time to serve others. She continues as a physician serving others, right? In in a very practical, hands-on way. So I really believe that it wasn't a just a childhood dream. It really came out of wanting to help and serve others. And there were some other twists and turns throughout my life that put an emphasis on safety and security. Mm. And those actually, there was one early on in my life, but many have come since, you know, you grow up as a young woman and and an adult in this world and stuff happens. So that has really become my why. And And at Lavage, what I love, especially about my job right now, is that while I'm no longer directly working with clients on a routine basis, I help to mentor the leaders at Lavage. And it is so rewarding to sit with our leadership team of about 18. We have about 70 employees total and to help them through their daily challenges, whether it be how to manage their staff or how to work with clients, whatever it might be. Again, I'm offering whatever I can of value to those people who I take very seriously in mentoring them. I, I'm very curious as far as like, you know, especially being the fact that uh, being a female in this career path and just being from the advantage or disadvantage, however you want to look at it, just um, your own background as a, as a female and marketing in general has just kind of been a real you know, for me, being male is just different, and it's it's a different standing from perspective. Mm-hmm. How might you know guiding your employees and guiding your your management team, showing them you know that understanding of perspective, um, help out being you know you've obviously have gone down the route of this kind of. Um, safety protocol with the FBI Academy and things like that. And um, just kind of like from that kind of general safety and and pinpointing, like help me understand it's like your background and being so specific what it is and how it how it branches out into your team. Okay. So let me see if I can answer that question. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of prongs going on. Yeah. So um, as a woman and a mother, 
Mm-hmm. What I realized a number of years ago was that I suddenly had the safety and security responsibility mm-hmm. for this family, right? Yes. And when my children were young, uh, a couple of you know big events happened, like Columbine, the Columbine mm-hmm. shooting yeah. back in 1999. And I began to realize that I had woefully unprepared my children for any kind of event like that. I know we all do. And, you know, with your family, you teach them stranger danger. Don't take Mm -hmm. candy from a stranger. Well, our world has become increasingly more complex. Oh, yeah. And so and it's complex for both men and women. Right. Women may have some additional things because society says, oh, be nice to everyone and don't be rude to that creepy man in the elevator. (laughs) And, you know, all those things that we as women are socialized to do. So that's there is another layer there of that female male distinction. But with that safety and security idea, Mm -hmm. also with the idea that people are people Lavage in particular has ensured, and I've been privileged to be a part of many of of a committee basically at Lavage Mm -hmm. on diversity and inclusion. And we have over the past several years worked very hard to fill our pipeline of incoming candidates to better reflect Arizona as well. Yeah. So it's a it's our business is largely female, believe it or not. Uh, and we also have that reflected in our leadership team, which is awesome because so many other companies you can look around the state and while they may have a lot of female employees, the amount of leadership of female, women of color, or men of color, you know, they're not represented well. Yeah. I think all companies are making strides to that. I, I don't think there's a company around that wouldn't say this is an important aspect for us. And yeah. it benefits us in so many ways. And that opportunity to work with different people of color, of culture, of, you know, just their life experiences, it makes everyone richer. It makes our advertising and marketing better because we then can look at whichever target audience we might be aiming towards. And in our agency of 70 people, we probably have that party, if you will, represented, you know, that target audience. So we can understand it and not just say, if we're doing Spanish, We're not just going to make a literal translation. That's not proper. You make a cultural translation, if you (laughs) will, right? And there's some specialized words that people use for that. But the bottom line is it has to fit. It can't just be the words on the page. Well, that's really, it's really um, like, again, it's, it's just, again, smart to have such a diverse group of individuals with you. Because again, like you said, it's not just the words, it's the culture of it. And having that aspect of um, understanding, because being, I'm uh, Native American and just, you know, trying to see the now influence in particular with Phoenix too, you know, one being that the the sports teams in general are are making great strides with participating with those um, tribal leaders. And in particular, the Suns um, have a wonderful background of just uh, trying their, their real ties to the city and to those tribal uh, lands that are nearby and using those leadership skills and understanding of the culture and bringing those ties together. um, I find it very inspiring and very beautiful because someone with my own background, 
I, I love basketball. I've never seen myself represented in the team, but un- rec- until recently, actually. And, and so it's been great and wonderful to see that. And it's just, it's slowly becoming more identi- identified in the city as a whole, because we have um, this actually upcoming Monday, tomorrow is Indigenous Peoples Day, which will be celebrated throughout the city in different cultural events. And I just look forward to that. And that's something that I've been um trying to highlight in my own background and what we do here at the podcast, but also an overall um, part of my family and part of who I am as a person. So I, I think that you really hit the head, the nail on the head with, you know, the cultural part. So I'd love to just steer this conversation more towards, again, your background and your, in your history here. Um, what was that like conversation or interview and what is your relationship now with Bill? Um, you know, how you guys go about your day or uh, go about your own leadership skills with your employees and with the business and brand. Certainly. Um, that first conversation with Bill was so much fun because I, it felt like brother and sister at the yeah. Thanksgiving table because we had been on a parallel path in Phoenix, Arizona for a number of years. And he had always been a competitor. We'd find ourselves, you know, passing each other in a hallway, trying to pitch a client on their business and, <laughs> you know, kind of growl at each other as you'd go past and, yeah. you know, just that friendly competition. But just to sit down and share all of the people and events and clients and uh, vendors and media personnel that we each encountered over the years. It it was like we knew everybody. And so it just was a very comfortable conversation. It seemed very natural just to to join Bill and, you know, the rest of the crew. And, and it was also interesting because he gave me a challenge. He had been struggling with the public relations area of the agency. It was relatively new Mm -hmm. at that time. uh, Whereas the marketing and advertising had been ongoing. We've later added digital. And of course now that's everything. right? And, but at the time uh, there were just a couple of PR people and that division was struggling. And so even though Bill says today, he doesn't remember this, I will tell you how my offer went. It was something like this. Alicia, you have one year to turn the PR team around. And if you do, you've got yourself a job. And if you don't, well, it's been fun. So that so that was my challenge. And no pressure. I guess you have to say I helped to turn it around because here I am 20, 20 years, years later. later and in yeah. fact, he gave me more responsibility at the agency. You did so, good. Um, yes, yes. And so what, what we also learned is that Bill's real gift and strength is being out in the community Mm -hmm. and being that representative of Lavage. And so he is super with relationships. And there's probably not a person around that if you mentioned Bill Lavage's name, it would be shocking if they didn't know, I think I know him, or I've met him, or, oh, he's a great guy. And all those sorts of things. And, And so he is out and about in the community. I'm on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so I'm helping to watch the operations. I have the benefit of this super executive Mm -hmm. leadership team. Uh, The woman that I consider to be my closest partner is is sharing part of my title, which is executive vice president. She too is EVP and chief financial officer. So between the two of us, Sandra Torrey and myself, we are able to oversee all of the operational functions of the agency. And Bill will tell you this, and I know he remembers this, (laughs) Alicia and Sandra do everything I don't like to do, and I'm not good at. And so that's why it's just been such a great team effort to have 
myself and Sandra on the inside, and then Bill on the outside. That's wonderful. I mean, again, you... I, I'm starting to slowly see that in my own practices, like it just my my wife and I share the responsibilities for this podcast. And she will definitely say I like I hand off everything that I do not like to her. And that's she's very much, at, at, you know, she's the yin to my yang. She she really does does best work when I'm giving her th- items that I'm very not skilled at or good at and it's up her purview and she can really take uh the reins on and she's really wonderful and we delegate those responsibilities fairly well with one another it's like sometimes she she'll take the take on the responsibility and hit give it right back because she knows that i would do better at this one item than her try to figure it out on her own or something like that so i totally feel where you're coming from um i'd love also to ask you about just kind of like so what we're really like about here is understanding the culture and understanding kind of the how this city and this state represents itself and how it's treating the people who live in it and work in it. So I'd love to understand, you know, because you come, you came from Colorado and you have this kind of unique look into the world of what you do. I'd love to understand how Arizona has kind of either evolved, changed, or even kind of helped you out or helped you learn from being here for so long in, in the Valley. Arizona is a fantastic state. I have been here since 1981 and absolutely love the desert. Mm -hmm. And I was born in Oklahoma, raised in Minnesota, went to school in Colorado, and now I'm in Arizona and this is home. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And the climate, of course, is fantastic. Um, Arguably in July, not so much, but that's all right. It keeps those folks hardy here, just like the Minnesota winners did in my past. Absolutely. But also it's, I have always said, it's the biggest small town you ever want to be in. And it is so much more close knit than any other major metropolitan area I've ever lived in, albeit, you know, I'm, I am an adult and sometimes you see things a little differently than, you know, growing up or young adult even. But I've noticed that even as this town has exploded in population, we still know so many people. And and again, with our work with Lavage, we're proud to represent so many Arizona brands. And it's really terrific. And those Arizona brands are reaching out across the country, whether it be ASU, Arizona State University, or Ping is just two examples. And, And so that's also our opportunity to showcase what Arizona has to offer to other people. So absolutely think that this is a a unique area. Even when you mentioned your heritage, isn't there something like 20 or 22 tribes represented here in Arizona? Yeah, somewhere around there. (laughs) Yeah. And and so when you, you think about, you know, from, you know, Native American, you know, to our Hispanic population, you know, and then just the mishmash of others that have come in over the years, it's really remarkable. And at the same time, we have kept many of the historical aspects of our, you know, if you want to look around and and the beauty, you know, from Sedona to the Grand Canyon to, you know, skiing and flag, wherever it might be, it's such a diverse climate and our population is getting more diverse. And I do believe we're getting stronger. We also have 
easier business laws than many mm -hmm. states. Yes. And I think that's important because if we truly want to help companies thrive, which means employment mm -hmm. for the people of Arizona, then we really do need to make sure we are at least business friendly. I'm not talking yeah. about going over the top and doing something they shouldn't be doing. I'm just saying, make it easy for people to get their business done and offer yeah. employment to this growing, surging population that we have. Absolutely. I think you hit it on the head with uh, the biggest, uh, smallest city that you'll ever, because again, I've only been doing this for about eight years. And just from my own kind of perspective of like, man, after the first 50 episodes, I have really made um, friends and just colleagues and individual, you know, it just, just overall Rolodex of people who either know each other uh when i mention a name or uh, they know who i am because they love the, the 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 podcast it's really it's a representation of like look people love their city and they love even more how the city kind of treats it it's people who live here and so i have very much been an advocate over, for this kind of overall um coming together and melding uh pot of in you know different backgrounds and it's just been really great to kind of see and experience you know i've grown up on the reservation up in the by the four corners and moved down here for college and it's just been i've stayed here ever since then and it's just been great to kind of see the evolving nature of who comes in who's staying afloat and who's you know helping make this city even better and even overall the other major metropolitan areas like flagstaff uh, tucson sedona whatever it may be those areas where people uh go out and and try and um live their lives and experience and do all of the work that they need to do. It's just really great. And we're starting to see even more, as you were saying, as the population grows, we're starting to see like little, like, I don't know. I mean, I love reading these things where it's like, there's a wine country here in Arizona. Now, if you didn't know that I encourage you to go read about it. There is plenty of places that you can go to like uh, ghost towns, you know, it's just really great to kind of see this, really beautiful tapestry of what Arizona as a state has to offer. So I encourage those who are listening to go do your research. If you have something that you're interested in, go try and find it in your local state. And it's just really great to be able to, to do so. So thank you again for really Absolutely. making that appropriate. So I'd love to now kind of steer towards operations and just kind of your overall um, daily tasks. Like how do you keep balance? Because I understand from my perspective, you're 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 dealing with seventy plus employees, and how you manage all of those um, individuals. You know, I know they might have heads of the teams, but it's like, how do you keep balance? Not only dealing with so many different groups, but also for yourself as a as a family person, as a mom. Um, just how that kind of, you know, keeping the the work and the life balance uh, overall together. Well, I'd really like to say I'm well balanced. However, <laughs> I think most uh, working individuals who also have a family, mm -hmm. um, it's difficult to maintain balance. And so sometimes the, the scale tilts one way or the other mm -hmm. accordingly. And at the same time, I also have been around long enough to recognize that family is critically important 
Friends mm -hmm. are critically important and we must make time for them. And so even if, for instance, I've been in the same book club for 35 years, basically wow. since coming to Arizona, right? That's awesome. And it's the same group of women. One or two has switched out over the years just because that's what's happened. But for the yeah. most part, that core group has stayed together. Wow. And when you, right. And so when you look at, you know, what we can do, um, Sorry, I was thinking about the book club and I started thinking about books. And so I've, you know, completely lost the train of thought. <laughs> no, but you're fine. My point being is that the monthly meeting of the book club is an important time for me. So when we mm -hmm. set that one month out every time from the next meeting, I guard that date because yeah. that is date with my friends that I have grown up with for 35 years. We knew yeah. each other before children and now children and now grandchildren. And so it's a valuable community for me to make sure I maintain connection throughout yeah. the month. I may text here and there. We wish each other happy birthday and such. But I'm just showing that one little example to say there are certain times that you really need to protect. Mm -hmm. And that is one of them for me. Any time that my daughter who lives here or my son who lives here um, are available, I will carve out that time because yeah. they, too, have their busy lives and their families and so forth. But mm -hmm. we make it important to at least get together once a month, you know, in person. But throughout yeah. the month, there's conversation. I no longer have little ones at home. Um, and the only times I have little pitter-patter feet is when I babysit the grand dogs. And so that's that's the only time for that. But it it is important to recognize that when you are employed by someone, and, and you mentioned earlier about me you know, not being an owner of the company and so forth. And that's been true up until basically, I'll say 2017, mm -hmm. um, when Bill Lavage decided to go to sell the company through what's called an ESOP, um, Employee Stock Option Program. Yeah. And so we are now 100% ESOP. So everyone who works at Lavage has the benefit of long-term of, if you will, it's kind of like a retirement program because yeah. you have stock in the company. The management still operates as the management, but nonetheless, you are able to, at the end of the day, see rewards for all that work you've put in. But, but I think when you're looking at um, if you're an employee, just like I still am an employee, mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I honor my commitment with my employer. Yeah. And so for the paycheck that they are providing for me, I'm going to give them everything I've got. Now, we have a lot of flexibility post-COVID or during COVID and post-COVID because many of our team choose to work at home all the time. Mm -hmm. There are times we come together and be in person because we think that in-person collaboration and fun yeah. times together remain very important. But nonetheless, we are having that flexibility that also helps us to keep the balance in our lives. Yes. So I would say that is one of the secrets, if you will, because when I'm working at home, if I absolutely need to start a load of laundry during the day, I can walk down the hall, get that laundry going, and then sit back at my desk and join the next, you know, team's call. So absolutely. So it is, I think everyone strives for balance, but Jose, if I figure out exactly how to do it, I'm going to write a book and I will be legendary because it <laughs> is everyone's difficulty. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I very much agree with uh, that sentiment because again, I'm the two-year-old uh, that I have is just... He's on another, well, I mean, he keeps me busy in the sense that he has a bunch of classes. I try and keep him, you know, um, active and just that, you know, he has a dance class. He has a swim class. We go to the local library for those free classes for kids. Um, and so, you know, 
my wife and I try our best to to keep him educated, motivated, and and just you know overall a happy little guy. And so I'll be honest, it's like I work from home, and and it's just it's it's a it's a it's a tough tough challenge for myself to be like okay yeah I have time to go work on some of the podcasts or do a load of laundry or it's it's really in his ball court of like dad I want to be right next to you and you need to come play with me and my toys and they all are in the living room let's let's play for an hour so it's just like one of those things that I totally agree with you as as and one in particular is um being that the covid has made and you brought this up it's it's made such a difference in every market every employee every aspect of life has changed a big part of like what we can do what we can say as employer employees what is manageable for uh, a business to run and is it in person is it out of person and you know that those types of communication skills are necessary you know they they have changed a lot since before COVID has begun. And I, I would like to just, uh, just a little bit, help me understand how that worked out for you, for you guys as a business, because it was such a prevalent piece of history and of everyone's life. I know from my own, cause I'm, I'm a landscape architect by trade. It may have seemed like it was bad for business as the, you know, kind of quotation, but in actuality, uh, you look at the how people were staying home and they wanted to maintain and even um, help rebuild the places that they call home or places you know that they wanted to see beautified. It actually wasn't that bad. We've we there's some areas where it helped a little bit that you were working from home or you're you know wanting to change some things that are in your world. So. I would love to understand how that worked out for your business. Well, I would say we were definitely also a fortunate business. I know there were many businesses, you know, service businesses like restaurants and movie theaters and such. That was terrible for us. However, we were braced for it to be bad. How what we found was we had some great years starting in 2020 and I think in part because some of the clients that we have and had during that time, they needed to communicate certain messages about Mm. COVID and the protocols their company was taking and so forth. And so we actually had additional work based on that. So it really was fortunate we didn't have to lay off any employees during COVID. And I think that was a great blessing for all of us. And, And it was an interesting pivot. We had been preparing for more and more remote activities and getting our technology squared away. And in fact, we had just gone through a massive push to get the right kinds of technology. So when Governor at the time, Doug Ducey said, go home, everyone, (laughs) we had people picking up their computers off their desk and their monitors. And if they wanted their office chair, whatever they needed to get comfortable at home, just take it, load it up and go and and we'll figure this thing out. So, uh, you know, we, it was. It seems like that was a midweek day, a March something, and, yeah. and by the next day we were just like this, having our meetings and doing our work. And we did additional fun times, like oh, I'll call it a happy hour on. We use Microsoft Teams, mm-hmm. and we would play, you know, guessing games and you know, just all <laughs> sorts of fun activities, just yeah. to 
get connected with people because everyone was feeling a bit isolated. And mm-hmm. especially those folks who are single at may not have been family in town. And so we wanted to make sure that we stayed in touch with everyone. Yeah. Um, as people got COVID, you know, it went around, even though it wasn't from each other at work, it mm-hmm. certainly was their circles and it just happens. We, you know, gave everyone the grace that they needed to get better and take care of themselves or take care of a Wonderful. family member. And, what we also found was a true loyalty from employees that came back from this ability to be at home and orchestrate their lives in that very, if you think back, it was scary. I was washing off my groceries before I put them away. I mean, that you know, we didn't know what to do about yeah. all of this stuff and leave your mail outside in the sunlight and let it disinfect. I mean, it really was a very bizarre time, but I think yeah. we we came through that really with flying colors. And also for me personally, um, I was involved or have still involved with the FBI National Citizens Academy Alumni Association, and I had recently become president of the organization. And so since we really weren't able to see friends and family and so forth in person, and and I got back two hours a day because one hour each day for me was a commute to work. So with that time, I put all of that time into my volunteer work. So pretty much, you know, you'd say I'd work 40 to 50 hours at my paid job and about another 40 at my volunteer job because every evening I did volunteer work, every Saturday, every Sunday. And so just, um, and every early morning because I'm dealing with people from across the the country. And so New York in the summer is three hours ahead of us. So I can start at, you know, 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. And they're just, you know, getting their morning going. So Mm. it really was beneficial for me to make some huge strides with my volunteer work as well. Yeah. Well, that being said, I did do, um, I checked out the website and you guys actually have a big section on your volunteer work and just kind of your um, philanthropic work. And I'd love to just touch upon that since we're talking about it now. Um, Give us a little insight on how that, I mean, it looks like you have a very good group of what you do in in different categories and just, I'd love to understand it, how you guys go about it and what it's, uh, what your hopes are for the future in that. You bet. So I will again, give Bill Lavich credit for his relationships in the community from very day one, Bill has been, uh, very active in all sorts of community organizations, whether it be Thunderbirds, YPO, whatever it might be. And also generous with contributions from an agency you know, supporting companies, us doing some pro bono work, whether it be Special Olympics or whatever it might be. And so that's kind of been our culture because of Bill's so many years ago starting that. But recently what happened is that Sandra Torrey, EVP and CFO that I mentioned earlier, she said, I really have a passion to help take the torch, if you will, from Bill and help us as a company work together on things because Mm -hmm. so much of the past was Bill individually or the company donating funds. And what we found was we have a group of people who do want to contribute in the community, but sometimes just due to limited time, they don't, you know, think they can do that or they don't know how to get involved in nonprofit help and such. So Sandra has organized this program where every month of the year for a few years now, she will offer one to three different types of activities and whoever can join can join. And because in our industry, we keep time sheets because that's how we bill our client for our time. Mm -hmm. We have given the employees, if you will, a certain amount of hours in an annual basis that they can spend during the workday 
during doing volunteer work. So if they take off a morning, you know, to go down and help, you know, new life or whoever charity it might be, they don't have to take that as PTO time. That is part of their service time. And so they are able to do these events, activities as a volunteer with the lavage, other lavage people have a great time doing it. And it also gives so many people again, you know, like you with your two-year-old, I'm sure it's really hard to get away. And and even if you have a heart for doing some volunteer work, but if you were employed by lavage, you see, you could take time to do that and feel good about, you know, how you're contributing to the, the charitable work in Arizona. Absolutely. And I think that's, again, as you, as a person who just, again, I have so many, you know, very, um, I have different places that I love to, to spend my time and, and give quality time to because it's, it's nonprofit work or just services, things like that, that my mother even, um, she loves to volunteer as well. And it's just one of those things that it's ingrained in us that we give back and service, um, you know, it's just one of those things I also would love to leave a legacy for my son to, to recognize and understand um, that kind of work. And so I, again, I have nothing but kudos for you and your team because it, just to look at it on a website and just see the smiling faces of how much you guys do around uh, the city and just with different groups and, and services, it's really great and fantastic that they have that opportunity. And I have high hopes and nothing but like, just applause for you guys. It's it's going to be super great to see what you, what's next. And I, I love hearing about this and how an employer goes about it. So thank you. Again, we're reaching the end towards our conversation. And I love to end our conversation with goals uh, or events that you guys are looking forward to, or just think, you know, because we have a, a we, we have an audience, a, a group of fans that love supporting the people who come on here. I love putting out goals into the universe and just allowing our audience to be able to help you in some sort of fashion. So if you can give us something like that or any events that you guys are maybe putting on, that'd be wonderful for our listeners to to hear and hopefully be able to participate or be a help for. I don't have any events that I can think of off the top of my head presently. However, if people want to go to lavage.com, if we've got something going on, that might be a great way for them to just check out and see what might be happening. We will be um, hosting a group of other ad agencies from around the country. It's called Intermarket Ad Agency Net. Intermarket Agency Network, excuse me, IAN. And this is a group of independently owned and operated agencies, just such as Lavage. Mm -hmm. And we will have them in Phoenix at the top of November uh, for three days. And we've got some tours set up with some clients. We're going to show them Arizona. They're staying at one of the iconic Arizona hotels. And so we hope to show these people, whether they're from Minnesota, California, or East Coast, really the best of what Arizona has to offer. So I would say during the top of November, if all of your listening audience would be cognizant to really make sure they're representing Arizona well during that time, that would be terrific. So I think that from, from that standpoint, Jose, it's really the opportunity for us is to help some of our clients publicize their events. And so again, if they go to our website, they can look up some of our clients and then click through to their websites mm-hmm. and they'll probably see some of those events listed. 
Well, I, again, appreciate everything that you brought to the table today, the understanding of where you guys come from, how you guys approach, you know, your business and your employees on top of that. And just overall, I really do respect what you have at Lavage. And um, I hope to be a part of um, what you guys, you know, have to do in the future if there's something that we as finding arizona podcast can help out with in the future please do not hesitate to ask i would love to to take full advantage of learning from someone like yourself or one of your employees that you guide that'd be super great to just work with uh one of them and uh we do leave the end of this conversation with you to promote again the website the phone number or anything that you would love to promote for your business the floor is yours go ahead alicia Oh, thank you. I think, uh, first of all, lavage, L-A-V-I-D-G-E.com <laughs> would be a great place to start. And if anyone is looking for their business to have some marketing, advertising, public relations, digital kinds of services, please uh, you know, look us up. We have a uh, managing director of business growth, mm-hmm. and his name is Dave Nobbs, and they could just call and ask for Dave and tell him that Alicia sent them to him. And uh, we will, if we cannot help them for whatever reason, sometimes we have conflicts and Mm -hmm. such. uh, We have a strong network of other local agencies that we'd like to refer to depending upon the business and and what the need might be. So we're happy to make referrals as well. I also would encourage if anyone has any college age, preferably senior level college age students in their family, that they apply to be an intern at Lavage. When you're talking about learning, we have a very active um, and intentional internship program. And we typically will have six to eight interns at any given time working in various departments in the agency. So it's a great opportunity. That's how I got my start in advertising really was doing an internship. And so we give our interns meaningful work to do. They really become part of us. They attend our staff meetings. And so I would encourage them to apply as well. Awesome. Well, all wonderful tidbits that we will definitely put out into the to the world there. And we end. I always like to do our little bit here. You can hear every episode of Finding Arizona podcast at our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. Social media wise, we are all available under Finding Arizona podcast. And if you want to send us an email, FindingArizonaPodcast at gmail.com. And we end every podcast with kisses, hugs and belly rubs to our four legged friends. And we will see you next time. Bye, y'all.